We're recording in person. We are. We're going back to our roots, and by that I mean we're using um, a shittier quality, quality microphone. Well, I feel like the volume is going to be fine, or the not the volume, but I feel like the sound quality will be fine. But um, should it'll we, be okay. Should we? I feel like we should take a photo. I'm going to take a photo out of we the of you just standing next to this microphone, um, and it's on top of a boot. I won my pickleball league on Wednesday. That's you what did, this is. And you got a large ass boot. I got a glass boot Stein. Uh, for winning, and I love now it's our mic stand, so I love this that. is fantastic. Um, welcome back to Baltimore, though. Thank you. Thanks. I am staying in Justin's new apartment, which is not exactly new anymore. It's been like a month or two that you've been here. I moved in August, August like 5th or 6th. Also known as August 5th or 6th. Um, or yeah. 7th or 8th or 9th. Or 7th or 8th or 9th. Like I feel like it could have been the 9th, because I had 19 in there somewhere. Yeah, um, somewhere in there. I'm visiting yeah. him for the first time. Lovely place. Uh, you I came like for it Halloween. I did come for Halloween, and we went out last night. We did. I first want to say, Halloween on a Tuesday is so strange, because it makes Halloween come so fast. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like I... It was like, oh, it's the end of September, beginning of October. I should start thinking about my Halloween costume. And then all of a sudden, it was the week of Halloween. Yeah. And I mean, we were in spirit together. I was going to say, yeah, we but were. But I wasn't thinking about you. I mean, you were like, maybe I'll be the cat in the hat. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll be Edna Mode. But we didn't really, like, right. I wasn't serious about We didn't do either of them. No. Um, well, yeah, no, it really did come quickly. Because as you know, I was in Michael's literally 10 minutes before we were going to the party yeah. that we went to <laughs> looking for a t-shirt. And... For those that don't know, Justin was Scooby-Doo, and I was the mystery machine. I've never watched Scooby-Doo, but when I was asked to be Scooby-Doo, and then you were later asked to join the group of that we were doing, yes. I was like, it would be sacrilegious you for me to be You were asked to be Scooby-Doo Scooby first, right? Yes, yeah. before they knew that I was going to be with you. And then they're like, oh, we need someone to be the mystery machine. And I was like, I cannot be Scooby-Doo when I have Justin do here. <laughs> um, and so, it's funny, because as I was dressed as Scooby-Doo... People were calling me Scooby-Doo, and yes. it didn't feel that... I mean, yeah, obviously Scooby was different, right. but it didn't feel Did that... It. Uh, yeah, it didn't feel that uh, strange, because Do is my last name. And right. I felt like just people were butchering my, Your my first, first name. name. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we were in Michael's 10 minutes before the party. I was the mystery machine, but speaking of, you know, waiting to the last minute, I walked into Spirit Halloween the night before I flew down here. It was 10.57 p.m. They close at 11. Slapped a $5... First thing I did, went to the register, slapped a $5 bill down and said, I work in retail. I'm so sorry. This is for you. <laughs> Keep it. It's and I know exactly story. what I want. I went to look for the mystery machine costume. They didn't have it in my size. And there, so what's the next step down from adult? Child. And they didn't have that either. So I went with the toddler costume. I'm not even kidding. 
the two plus. It was basically a mystery machine bra on me. Um, <laughs> so I wore that for the day. I didn't you know. realize that there were even mystery machine adult costumes. I mean, I, I know, know the one you were had was toddler, but I didn't know that there were ones that are adult size. Maybe the, I think there were because okay. the the person working called to a different store because she was like it's saying they have two, okay. um, but they didn't. So, anyways, you and I go out during the day, do a couple events. I'm wearing the mystery machine, but I wanted to get a shirt that matched the cyan. Yeah, you were color unhappy with the shirt color that you that wearing. I was you wearing. Yeah. So we go into Michael's ten minutes before the party we're attending. They only had two XL, so. I go up to the register. They had a 2XL. They had a small, but I would not have fit into the small. And the guy goes, that's going to be like, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to pay and just get out of there. He goes, that's going to be too big on you. Like, and I'm like, I'm in the mystery machine costume. By the way, talking to him. I was like, sir, I am wearing a toddler sized costume. Do I look like I'm taking myself seriously right now? Like, give me the 2XL and I'm leaving. Like, and so I wore a 2XL t-shirt with a two plus. Well, he first said you should get the large. And yeah, and I was like, sir, <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't, don't have the large. He wasn't even would, ringing me up. You don't think I was going to get the large if you had a large? He like, wasn't even <laughs> ringing me up. That was the other thing. I was like, you are being a backseat cashier right now. Um, and then he took a shot at you. He was like, oh, I totally would be that. Yeah, you're like, oh, if I... I it's, he, he goes, it's weird that people are having Halloween parties tonight. It's Saturday night, the night before... Or the, the Saturday, weekend the weekend before Halloween. before Halloween. What else would people be doing? Working at Michael's, apparently. Working at Michael's. I know. And then you said as we were leaving, like, oh, yeah, the people you're covering for tonight, they're probably at Halloween parties. Right. And so the guy says to me, I'm standing behind you in full-on Scooby-Doo <laughs> costume with a collar and everything. Mr. Scoobert-Doo. Mr. Scoobert-Doobert. I think that's Scoobert-Doobert mm-hmm. is the full name. Um, and he looks at, points at me and goes, I would probably go with Scooby, but I'd make it sexy. What? What? Shots. I, I was like, what? I'm like, okay, one, I'm not trying to make a childhood cartoon character sexy in this moment. That's just not my style. Right. I didn't even think brown was my color. So it just... It, it, I thought I, it was. I, I thought you looked is. great. I think it looked... Ashley awful. said otherwise. But Ashley, your my sister. sister, said it didn't look good. My, episode three fame. My brother also said it didn't look good. I don't know. Yeah, but like, hating. <laughs> I thought you looked great. Can we also just talk about the music for a second at the ev- the children's event we worked yeah, so, during the afternoon? So we went to the, we went to a couple of things on uh, the Saturday. The first thing we went to was like a trunk or treat event at, that Loyola puts on, and it was an event. It's an event for kids where they go to the different tables, the different trunks, and you go trigger treat. And they treat. <laughs> and it's a block party, right? And so there's different. I don't know. It's, it's an event for kids. They found a DJ. That was like a friend of, of a vendor who was there or someone. And the music. <laughs> it was really something. It wasn't just Baby Shark. It was. No. It, it was. So I heard they were playing like songs with expletives. Like, yes. Including Before Shots by LMFAO. Yes. This yes. was a children's event, yes. people. <laughs> um, so apparently one of the staff working the event had to go up and say hey could we at least play the clean versions of these songs so he said fine whatever i'm curious what the clean version of shots is i don't know i couldn't (laughs) tell you so we're standing there spots yeah i I don't even know we're standing there and he's playing like rihanna whatever and then the next song that comes on is bad and bougie to which and you I literally say, hear my bitch is bad and bougie, and I was like, oh, yes, finally, one for the kids. One for the children. <laughs> one for the kids. <laughs> but the weirdest like, part. 
they start playing like Megan the Stallion like body too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But the weirdest part was when the DJ genuinely like unironically mashed up one of those songs with Baby Shark, and I'm not yeah. even kidding. Like yeah. I could. And we were getting it. We were dancing. We were trying to get the kid, like the toddler who was walking by, to like laugh or to whatever. do Baby Shark. Yeah, we were doing the little hand signal. We were having more fun than he was. Things. I think he liked Bad yeah. and Bougie better, to yeah. be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. So maybe we were wrong there. But yes, overall, very fun night. I hopefully they're listening. I got to meet the cohorts and yes, hear that they know that I who dumped them the cohorts. Yes. To their face, that yes. was quite. Scary. I hope they're listening too. That was, that was quite really scary. Funny. Did you did you like? Uh, they embraced well, it. They embraced it. Yes. Hope. Did you enjoy them? Did you like them? I'm setting you up to only say yes. Just yeah. Right can now, you imagine but... if I was like, you know, <laughs> not really. No, they were lovely. They were yeah. lovely. Yeah. I I liked all of them. Yeah. Allison, if you're listening, I really appreciated the um, <laughs> Ang. Ang the, the last the last Aspender. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say she was dancing, but she had an Ang from Avatar mask on but the mask didn't have eye holes and the face was very angry so she was dancing but time to stretch according to justin's laptop <laughs> they know about that too actually cancel this stretch we're gonna cancel this stretch let's cancel this stretch <laughs> um yeah and then we went to what did we do we went to uh, rachel and elizabeth's halloween party yes we did, and I that was a lot it. of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I won the uh, the candy in the jar. Guess the amount of candy in the jar. I love that costume. That costume competition. That was really great. Love it. Um, we didn't win best co- costume, but it's all no, right. That is okay. Right. That's okay. Like, there Ratatouille were a lot of us. Won. Ratatouille did win, yes. and they did a wonderful demonstration of how their costume works. They did <laughs> of one getting on top of the other, yeah. and pulling their hair, yeah. Um, and yeah. whisking, yeah, <laughs> whisking about as the hair was being pulled. Kinky. Um, I <laughs> want to let's very quickly just rush through Big Brother talk. Can you pull up our standings? How many people we each have left? Because I think my life in our competition is just riding solely on Felicia, and that's scary. That's not true because you have Felicia and Jag. Oh, I might win the whole you thing. You have Jag. So I might that, win the whole thing. You could thing. win the whole thing. I have Felicia and Jag, but here's the thing. I don't want Sari going home, and Ceri's she's up on, on the block t- with Sir, with Felicia, so I'm kind of rooting against myself here because. Right. Yeah. So who do you have? Who do I have left? I have Bowie Jane, Matt. <laughs> Good and luck with Suri. her. She's getting third. But <laughs> I think I have the winner. But I think you have the most people staying. Does I think you sense? might have the winner too. But I think if Matt, I don't know though. I don't think Matt. No, will you don't win. think, I think Matt, Matt will why? Because second. you don't think because you think he, people are going to say he coasted. Yeah, I just think Jags' um, competition wins are more impressive. To the jury. Um, but I just, my stance, and then we can move on from Big Brother. Jag was evicted from the game and was brought back because Matt won a competition to stop Jag's eviction, basically. So he was evicted. The right. vote was revealed. It was unanimous. And then it was like, well, the eviction's been stopped. So I think if Jag wins first place, it's a slap in the face to second place when the goal of this show is to be the last one standing. If second place has never been evicted and first place has, and we're giving first place $750,000 and the runner-up is getting $75,000, like what is that? Or $100,000? I actually don't know what the runner-up gets anymore because it used to be $500,000 and $50,000. Gotcha. Um, I think it's interesting. There was a double eviction recently, mm-hmm. and I and Matt... Lame. No, Bowie Jane got head of household and Matt got veto. I think Matt should have used the veto and put Jag up because... 
Well, I Matt wouldn't think, have been able to put Jack up. Well, Bowie and, and, I don't know, colluded with Bowie or something and yeah. put, put Jag up. Because I don't think if the two of them are the final two, I don't think that Jag or that Matt wins. Like, I no, know I, don't, the I think he's man. playing for second. I think he's playing for second, and I think he's okay with that. You think so? Yes. And, yeah, I, I think he's okay with that. In the same way that I think Bowie Jane is so okay with being third. <laughs> like, But why? Because third gets nothing, right? I think you need to tell her that, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not sure she knows. Um, That's funny. Okay. Well, I have three people left. You have two people left. Uh, yes. To reiterate, I have Matt, Bowie Jane... And Sari, you have Jag and Felicia. So I'm gonna have the winner. You're gonna have second and third place. <laughs> We're both that gonna have sucks. someone in the finale. But also, in, I was thinking about this in our draft. We we did pretty well. That we're both we're even. Like I totally oh, okay. could have had. I thought you meant because I mean, we we I both think, have someone in the like close to the end. I was like there were only two people picking. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but I think like ultimately, like it could have totally been swayed one way or the other. Yeah, like yeah. you could have had. Yeah, true. Tons of people. True. And I could have had no one or vice versa. True. Like, this game could have been ended. True. I mean, ultimately, with our draft, it's whoever is left. But And this is for our... We're playing truth or dare, and whoever has... Each time you lose someone, for those that don't know, you have to answer a truth or do a dare. So at the end of the game, we will tally up how many people each of us lost. Um... And it sounds like it's going to be pretty even if we both have someone in the I know. We were assuming this game would end when one of us lose, lost all of our players. Yeah. But we might that might not end up happening. And that's I probably know. going to be one of our last episodes of the year. I really feel like we have this. Only a few our, more. Because we're going to... Our 2023 yeah. finale and probably that one. Right. Honestly, I think that's the we're going to take our holiday one. break. Yeah. Yes. Um, so. But yeah. Yeah. All right. That's our Big Brother update. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so I wanted to talk with you about because you've you've come down to Baltimore a few times since graduation, since moving back home, um, but it seemed like this time I don't know if it you tell me did it feel different? It seemed like it felt different. It but did. I don't know if it's just because I was hosting you at my own apartment or well, it did because. This, I've been back to Loyola a couple times, and by a couple, probably like a handful, like four or five, honestly, since sure. graduating. And the first time it was really weird, because you know how the first time you go back to yeah. a pl- like a, a classroom to episode that you 10, had. and I'm talking about that. Cause it, we, episode 10 with the well, iPhone? Yeah, because remember, I oh, was back for Maps of the Holy Spirit to help out. Okay. I was in a hotel, and I was like, it feels weird. This is my first time. It's fall 2021. Right. And I was like, this feels strange. So it's good. It's all yeah. obviously going to hit you the first time you come back. But now I've been out a couple of years. I've been back recently, but I've been like, I get Snapchat memories that say four years ago today and I was a senior and then I want to throw oh. up. Um, Terrible. <laughs> this time felt very different because I've lived some life since then. I've had. A, what do you mean by that? I've had a full time job oh, okay. for two years which I think really does give you a lot more life experience I really do there was you've you've agreed I can attest to that yeah off air um but 
yeah, no, this one was very different. It was almost like, I'm going to pull out my notes, but it was almost like a shock to my system. Yeah. Being back. Because more has changed and, and now. More people clarify, have moved on. Being back at Loyola on campus. On Not campus. necessarily Baltimore. Because you... Well, I've been on campus a, a, about five times, I would right. say. Right, but I think the last time you were here, which I think was maybe June or July, you didn't go to campus and... You didn't necessarily feel this way because you stayed with your with your friend with our Alyssa. friend Alyssa. Yes. Um. But you didn't feel like no. Well, no, because I went to her house, which didn't right. wasn't in the picture. And you weren't we... even in Baltimore. She does. She no. Baltimore? She's in Maryland. Yeah. Um, just some. Yeah. Couldn't tell outside you outside of Baltimore. Yeah. Couldn't tell you where. But um. Yeah. So many people have moved on since I was. You know, visiting yeah. the first time and the second time. You got a sense of my recurrent or legacy character in a reboot of a series type right. of feeling. But I didn't even feel like I was a legacy character. I felt like I was a guest star, a C level guest star. <laughs> like I was like a cameo for for the old people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I took some notes because I like I walked into campus ministry, which I've seen many times since graduating, and yeah. had like a full existential. We've recorded existential, episodes in there. Yeah, 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 we have. I had like a full existential crisis in a good way, though. It was very meta, and I started talking to you, and I was like, I sound very like hippy dippy, like <laughs> like whoa, man, like how like I just did. Oh, how it's um, changed. <laughs> right, like we, for example. There are people that I saw as such staples of Loyola, such pillars, and just they had a lot of permanence, and they're not there anymore. And those are people like George Miller, mm-hmm. Megan Lynn's Dickinson, who was my boss in campus yeah. ministry, but also students like Michael DiBianca, who was well-known on campus, Chappie. And then just people in our friend group, like Katie Mackey, Dan. Mm-hmm. Dan I talk to frequently because mm-hmm. he's a part of this team, but I rarely talk to Katie. And I just thought, wow, at that time when we were students at Loyola, that was our present. That was our reality. That was our... It was our world. World. Yeah. And we all shared that world. And we were all permanent to each other in yeah. a way. Our idea of, you're talking specifically of people who worked in campus ministry. Our idea of campus ministry revolved around those individuals being a part of it. Exactly. And I go back and no one's there. So I think about how different it is now. I think about people like Paige. I still actually talk to Paige from time to time. Yeah. Um, and I still, to this day, consider her one of my closest friends, even though we don't talk all the time. But it just made me think, like, how permanent I thought these people were. Like, Father Jack, he wasn't even there my four, my full four years, but now he's off on a different... Like, everybody who's not there anymore, myself included, are on their life path still. Right. But it's no longer where they were and so i was thinking like wow like how lucky we were to share that common reality for the time that we did like when when that felt like that would never change and i'm not saying how lucky that we 
that we thought it would never change because we all knew it would change. But it's crazy how fast how fast the night changes. One Direction. Wait, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it, it's just excuse me. It's just really wild that someone can be in your life that much and then they're living entirely different realities now. And that goes for right now too. Like my reality now is Bluestone Bank, my friends at Bluestone, Claire, you, but you were also in the reality that I lived at Loyola. And I mean, you're, you now are a grad student here, but I knew you in a different context when we lived in Massachusetts. Same with Tom. Like I knew, I used to say high school felt like a different lifetime ago. I've now lived another span of college time since being in college. Right. So like. Meaning four years after college. Megan. Yeah. Those are all people I went to school with that now live in Boston. So like I see them, but like. I just think it's wild that George Miller, who was your supervisor in campus ministry, is now retired and we went to mass no today longer, and he wasn't there. Right. Did you he's feel no that? Lo- at all? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's no longer at Loyola, but he's still just because I don't see him anymore doesn't mean he's not existing. And I know that sounds crazy, like um sounds like a stupid thing to say, but like he has a new reality, as do I. And those realities don't really cross. But it's just wild that the present moment is not always going to be this way. So I was just thinking yeah. like how lucky we were. And I don't even like in the moment when I was having this, these thoughts, I was like, oh my God, this is so meta. Like I was thinking about it at mass, all of that. Yeah, it is just, it's very bizarre. And, and I think like, even with you, like we take each other for not for granted, but like our friendship, like we see each other as like, oh yeah, Justin like lives in Massachusetts. He's at Loyola, but we do the podcast. We talk to each other all the time. This is so depressing. Like, I don't mean to say it in a depressing no, way, think... but there is the possibility that in three years we barely talk. Yeah. I'm not saying that in like, a, I hope that happens, but like, it's just weird how like, how, how it happens. And I was even, I want to give you a chance to speak because I just like gave a long, long no, it's ramble, okay. That was it's just good. like, I have a couple of thoughts. Things. Yeah. Oh, now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, this, this bitch has way more to say. <laughs> I think one of the things you talked about is the power of, like, community and, like, people. And that it's not the place that made your time at Loyola special. It's the people there. And, like, I felt that, too, when – at a couple moments. First moment is when I came back to Loyola after graduating, after graduating during the pandemic like we talked about it on this show i came back to loyola yeah there were similar people there but it just it didn't feel the same and it was just like i don't know it's just it's it's, different it's different it's different because the people in my grade weren't there anymore and like obviously people in your grade weren't there like the year prior and it just it when you're at a college it's constantly revolt like a it's a revolving door of people right because you come in you spend four years you leave Right, but um, it gradually changes. So when you're, it's a gradual. Yeah, you don't feel it right. But away. it was not gradual this time when I no. got there and no one was there that I knew. And it's also kind of humbling in a way because it's like, I even think about the internship. Like that internship was ours, yeah. right? Like, you said you talked team. about the power of that program. Yeah, in, in just making you feel. I don't know if it's purpose. Could be purpose. I don't feel like a place you belong. Belong just like and mine. finding a group of people. That you just build relationships yes. with. So, yeah. 
And the campus, I feel the same way. Like, the campus and the internship, I wrote this down. They're both ours for the moment, but they really have a life of their own. Like, that internship program that I was in, that you were in, that there were pro staff running. Right. The campus ministry. None of us are there anymore. You're not there as a student intern. You're a grad assistant. Right. And... 90% 90% of the pro staff that I worked with are gone, but that internship is still running. It has a life of its own. And I get called old so much by the interns because I'm always like, back in my day, like yeah, things right. were like this, and there's a tradition. And like, right. it was like so, yeah, it's it's really funny. Although, shout out to Tino, um, who's a pro staff in campus ministry. There was an intern this week that thought he was 42 years old. That's hysterical. <laughs> and he, yeah, that was really funny. And yeah. they, they were mind blown that him and I went to Loyola at the same time. Right? It's crazy. <laughs> and now you're a GA and he's a pro. It's and he's a pro staff. Crazy. Yeah. The reality for me now is so different than it was four years ago. Like, I no longer walk to my destination, which is classes. Now I drive to work. I no longer get lunch with Dan and Katie every day. I no longer text Tom, my one of my best friends and my roommates, after I was done for the day, saying, like, are you up? Like, what are we doing for dinner? Like, I don't go to the mall well I go to the mall in Massachusetts but that was Tom and I's Friday night a lot going to the mall I don't do any of that so to be back here and Tom isn't here is very bizarre because that was my life like that was walking to class every day I felt like I'm visiting I've said this before in other about other situations but I feel like I'm visiting a museum of my past yeah like, that is how it feels. Like, it's preserved. I'm it's watching not... you relive the memories and the mom- and the feelings and the emotions that I felt um, when I came back here multiple times that I did. I, I'm, I'm no longer on, so I can say it. I, for the last two years, I've been on the board of trustees at Loyola. And so right. I've been coming back in a very different capacity of right. wearing a suit, being professional, you know, being in the room where a lot of big decisions were being made and big conversations were happening. And that felt weird because I went from student to that after graduating. And now back a and little now bit. I'm not back, back but I mean, well, yeah, I you are a student. I am. Now. And that's something that I, I um, have been, uh, that was a struggle in a way too because there were people in the room like the vice presidents um at at loyola are you know dr bravo dr katie melzer dr this dr that but when i was on the board it was milton deb like full first right, name so right. it's like do i call them right doctor or do i call them first name i think it depends on the person but yeah like being in a space where you have so many memories with people that you will cherish for your entire life and then you just start thinking about like there's a very good chance unless there's an event that brings a bunch of people to campus good bad or otherwise there's it's a very good chance that you those people that you made those memories with aren't going to be in that spot again and you're not and it's fact you're not gonna be able to make those memories again because they they were during your college years. You right. moved on from that life. You right. lived an entire college experience for years outside of that experience. And so it's just like, it's just crazy because you just think these people were staples of my loyal experience. And now right. I'm back on this campus in this place that I love so much. And that nothing takes away from that. I mean, right. I'm speaking from my experience that I no, love so I, much, you know, and as a graduate student, I still love this place. Right. But, I do too. I 
I'm making memories with new people that you met this weekend in my cohort. That and it's I'm not very even different. a part of. You're not a part I was of just, it. I'm not saying I won't say. We, I'm assuming, were staples of your college experience, your undergrad yes. college experience, and none of us are here anymore. Yes. It was fun, sidebar, having you on campus again, because it's like, yeah. we've been on campus a few times, but it was right. like, hey, one of those staples. This, this was definitely, back. yeah, but, but it's different. That's how I feel about show reboots. It's like, I often think that, like, wow, these actors changed so much from 20 years ago, when, they, but it's like they... And, like, even characters, it's like, why did they make this character? Like, that's not how they acted in this. And it's like, that really does happen in real life, too. I feel like this was actually a really cool moment. I, the last time I was a student here, I was, you could say 22, but really 21, because I turned 22. And then... March of 2020. Yeah, and then we went home for the... Because of the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Um, which may even be part of the, like, I didn't get, like, that closure. We've talked yeah. about that a lot, but that's not even where I'm going with this. I was 22, and at that point in my life, I know I talk about this all the time, but it is a lens that I have. Like, I, my OCD was more debilitating that, than it had ever been. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going to a hospital for it and staying there for three months. I was really, 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 really struggling. And I still have that, like, that disorder obviously doesn't go away and I I know I had it years 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 before like and I knew I had it it wasn't just like it got diagnosed at 22 like got diagnosed way earlier I was 14 but to think that I still have that but I feel so young felt so young at 22 it's like oh my god that little kid like I I know I was 22 but I felt like I look back and I'm like that little kid was going through the same thing like I've lived just to measure it up against something that's been static and that's just my memory of my last semester unfortunately at college yeah that's why I'm that's why I'm using OCD as like the the staple or the the constant because that really did define my last semester unfortunately but it's like when you compare when you take that static thing and then look at everything else that changed it's like it really highlights how much is different yeah like the job the and i've i've made tremendous steps in recovery and i've you know i've talked about that too coming back and being like oh my god the last time i was here i couldn't do x y and z like little things like leave the like i would there were times that I didn't go to Dunkin' Donuts with Rachel and Elizabeth because I could not leave the house because yeah. it was too scary for me. And now, I, I mean, I don't think twice about it. So it is just wild how things change. But and how you it, change. Yes, but yeah. I, don't, I don't even really want to make it about, like, progress that I've made. I'm really just, like, in the way that it's a constant, not the experience of OCD, because that has changed too since then, but I still have it. Being able to say that, but then bring up everything that's changed, it really highlights the change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of thinking, like, along the lines of think of something that you had when you were a kid, or, like, experienced that you were a kid that was the same. I think about it with Lady Gaga, too. When I go back to my elementary school, I was like, that kid who was so, so, so different from who I am now, just in by nature of being a child, like, I loved Lady Gaga, and that hasn't changed. And that highlights everything for me that has. Can you relate to that at all, or is that... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, well, I also want to say about what you just said, too, though, is you said you don't want to make it about, like, progress you've made. But in a way, I feel like it's you talk, we're talking about things change, and that's growth. Like, you've... Oh, of course. You're in a different place than you were when you were here. And that could, have go, that could go for OCD. That could go for, like, just maturity, anything. other things, anything. too. But, yeah, I think I can relate to that a lot. Um, 
I can't think of a specific example right now, but right, I like. But it's like. Yeah, something you liked when lenses. you were five that you still like. I don't know. Right. It's just and it's it's different. Um, I mean, I'm looking at a poster in my apartment. It's Land of Champions. It's all the Boston like teams when they won their their respective leagues and like right. my view of the Bruins you know I've said before on here that I'm a huge Bruins fan um, I would just go to games because my family had season tickets but now I go because like I love it and I appreciate it. like I know the team like the players and I like I'm invested in that way like that's changed that was a big reason of why that was like of why I was sad moving away is because I wouldn't be able to go Baltimore doesn't have an NHL team so I wouldn't be able to watch them play as much um, I could go to D.C., but, you know, that's different, but I don't know. Something that I can think of right now is yeah. just, like, how it's changed, and I don't yeah. know. Um, I almost, like, want to dedicate this episode. Not really, like, a, this episode is dedicated to. That sounds, like, sappy. I don't mean it that way, but, like, where th- I'm think I'll speak for myself. I'm thinking about the people that I listed that I still hold as very close to me that I don't talk to all the time um, because I don't see them every day. Like, Paige. Sam, even Dan, like I, I talk to him weekly because of the show, but we don't see each other in person. Right. Like we zoom, but yeah. And I think of like all the pro staff that aren't in campus ministry anymore. Like Miss Lee is halfway across the country, you know, yeah. it's, it's crazy. People come and go. Yeah. Like people, people come and go. And it's, I don't know. I feel like you're getting at the. I don't know if it's the fragility of the present moment, but just like not just staying in the present moment, the importance of like, because you never know what tomorrow brings and not like in a morbid way, but in like a people come and go, life changes, people, you know, some people go left, some people go right, Right. you know, and it's, it's, I don't know, just, just hold, hold your friends and family close because it's like, again, that sounds like I'm like preaching something really bad, but it's like, you never know where where life's going to take other people. Exactly. And I feel like we live, and I say we, we speak, I'm, I think this is a universal experience, just human. We live so many lives in our lifetime. Yeah. Like my Loyola life was very, 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 very different from my high school life, which feels like a fever dream at this point because it was a long time ago. My mom was actually just saying this. She feels like getting engaged and her and my dad getting married well married but their the condo that they lived in the first time they lived together feels like fake like it didn't happen yeah like it's it's like a story almost Mm -hmm. i don't want to those aren't the words you used but it sounds like you're like reading a story about yourself that didn't actually happen it's like really weird i'll also say oh i was just gonna say something else too i feel that coming back here has highlighted to me how much i've changed Mm-hmm. And not necessarily in a good way or a bad way, but, like, the people you surround yourself with are really, at least for me, have an impact on me more than I realize. Like, being in the church again, like the Loyola Chapel, Yeah, I was around people every day that were talking about faith and talking about, in a very progressive way. Like, I, that's what I loved about campus ministry. Nobody was like, oh, the Bible says... and people can't be gay and blah 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 like it's a very open office it's very open and chill and chill like very liberal for which i i appreciate you know being someone who is liberal myself but um it's welcoming to all people right and and it was our hangout yeah um where the hell was i going with this (laughs) 
you said something about you changing yourself. Oh, I don't talk about that day to day. And I feel like I've become a little bit more closed off yeah. from that. I mean, we talk a lot about, like you and I, but you're really the only person I talk to about that stuff on a daily basis. I feel like I was... The deep stuff, in a way? Yeah, the deep talk? Yeah, but or also not just really? like, I was closer to people who were involved in social justice work. Mm. I was having conversations about faith and I was around social justice conversations a lot. Like I don't do that as much anymore. And it part of it is just because I'm, you know, you get caught up in the go to work, go home, go to work, go home. Like but it's also like I feel like I was surrounding myself with really really great people because we all, you know, campus ministry we're all sharing this like yeah. for the most part, passion for these topics. And I don't have that every day, and I feel like I've kind of gotten away from it a little bit. I still hold, obviously, my core values of, you know, kindness and and being a good person, but it just, like, it highlighted for me how much you are the people who you are around. And I'm not saying I'm around bad people now. I'm just, we don't talk about that stuff, you know? Like, I'm so it's very interesting to me. I think you're getting back to themes that we talked about in very earlier episodes of this show because i remember making comments about how when you're in college it makes that those types of conversations those types of things very easy because like you said it earlier you're walking it's everything's in walking distance or there's a student organization for this or an office for that but when you get out into the real world if you want faith and social justice to be a part of your life you have to go and join something that's in yeah. driving distance away that's outside of yeah. your, what you were referring to as your you get up you go to work you come home you do your routine you go to bed and do it all over again you have to make it intentionally part of your routine not right. that when you're in college you don't have to make it part of your routine but it was easy we had it it was part of our job to have those conversations i mean i'm sure you're right. part of other different clubs too but like i wasn't you just joined, you just joined. <laughs> we had time for that like we literally were in that's not true i did intramural volleyball okay with, with you <laughs> there we go but like but, i was in campus i was always i was social don't get me wrong like i didn't i was never just in my room doing nothing right. like i was always doing something but i just i always felt clubs were like very much felt like a chore to me okay well i think my point still stands of like Campus ministry is something that you were very much a part of, and it was yes. easy because it's right there. Yes, and, and I felt such a sense of belonging. Right, like, and it's not like, unless you're doing something like ministry work or you're doing work that's like, you know, social justice oriented, which I think you can weave those things, you social justice can. into any job. But you can, your but job you... as a marketing specialist at a bank, you can add those pieces to mm -hmm. it, but you're not always having meetings talking about, okay. Right. Are we focusing on the people who are on the margins? People like, right. I don't know, what, is, what does your faith say about this post that you need to do for, for your right, job right, or whatever? Right. Like, and like, yeah. And I just think that this is going to sound so cliche, but when you're removed from these environments that it's the norm to talk about, you have to be the change, which that's like a very cliche thing. Time to stretch! There's also not... <laughs> Cancel this stretch. There's also not things. One of the next time it comes up, we should do it. We should. <laughs> yeah. um, you'd be surprised by the graphics. They look really scary. Oh. Um, you also, in the real world, these things on college are already set up for you. They're structures. Yeah. Like God, we like, love structure. Campus, campus ministry is an office that's already there. Like mm -hmm. maybe you're, you know, if you want to you know, practice your faith, maybe there's a parish that's already there, but maybe that community is not really, like, what you're looking for. And, and if you want 
I don't know, uh, Cura or Koinonia was something that I think you were a part of, right? That mm-hmm. was basically just people got together, they shared, just had deep talk. I mean, it was faith-based, but it wasn't necessarily a conversation around faith-based topics. Um, it just started and opened with prayer and, you know, had Constellation, Desolation, Rosebud, Thorn, all that stuff. But, like, if you want to start that, you have to start it if it's not really there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, it's difficult to find. I mean, in a way... When you graduate, the world's your oyster, right? Like, mm. there's there's something for everyone. But, but you gotta go find it. You have it. to go find it, and it might be miles away, and it might right. not be in a convenient spot, and you might have to, you know, get people who are also interested in that and start it yourself, and that's time-consuming, energy-consuming, and maybe financially-consuming if you have to right. put money towards it. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, like, even a gym membership. Like, okay, honestly, that piece, too. Like, I was fortunate enough that to, to a certain degree, my family was able to help me with the expenses of college. Mm-hmm. And so the gym was paid for by my room and board and, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know. And my room and board and I barely it, went to the gym. Right. So like, but now I need a gym membership. Right. And I got to pay for that. Right. And so, I don't know. It's, again, themes, we've talked about this before. This is not new on this show, but like, I don't know if that, it's, in a way, it sounds like that's what you're getting at too. I want to ask you though, and I think maybe you answered it a little bit, but there was a moment when we walked out of the chapel, we walked down the stairs um, going towards kind of the main drag on campus, mm-hmm. and you stood there on the main drag and you kind of looked up at Selinger um, School of Business, which is one of the buildings on campus, and we started walking towards the student center, and I was like, what are you experiencing? Should we start recording now? What was it about that moment was it deja vu? Was it kind of what you're experiencing it was about nostalgia. like I've been here? It was nostalgia before. and it was everything that I've said so far. And I know I'm going to listen back to this episode and cringe because in the moment I was feeling it so, so, so much. That's like why I wanted so... to record it. Well, no, no. And I feel it now. I just meant like I wanted to get all my thoughts down. Yeah, it was just very, I, I liked it actually. I really liked that feeling. It was very like comforting melancholy. I don't know if that's even like a thing. I saw a little statue that Santino and I used to joke about. My friend Santino, he's been on the podcast. Our friend Santino. Episode, we'll get back to that. He was on Password, 56. The Password episode? Yes, the Password episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, I was just feeling everything. You just saw the things that made the memories tangible. Yes, and there are two things I want to kind of end with on my side, and if you have any closing thoughts, but... You say everything was right there for you at college. Mm -hmm. One of the things I really regret, and I'm thinking of a specific person, and I don't know why, because it wouldn't have worked out, just because for, what's the right word, Um, compatibility reasons, Mm -hmm. I wish, like, dating is hard for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's, I feel like it's a little bit harder to find someone if you're a part of the gay community just because there's not as many out people, at least in my neck of the woods, like where I live. I wish I had the courage in, in college to message a crush and just be like, hey, do you want to get Starbucks mm. sometime? Yeah. And I'm thinking of one person in particular that I would, going back, if I could do stuff differently, I would. Because I've done it now to an extent but not with that person but i just mean like 
wow, I really could have, you know, had a is that a change in yourself or is that a change it, it going is. from a college environment both. to the real world? Both. both, both. But I wish that I had that change a little bit earlier, and I, and at the same time, I took for granted that, you know. That was in front of me. And at the same time, I joke, we walked by a Loyola Pride poster and that a bunch of people had signed it. And I jokingly said to Justin, yeah, right. There are not that many gay people at Loyola. And what did you say? I said there are actually a handful. Like, that's a one of the a handful. It's handful. not supporting no, it's not your argument. <laughs> I said Spectrum is one of the most active clubs on campus. I don't even think I heard you say that. I was probably is, not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a lot of members and it, you know, it's not just allies. There are people who are out and proud, a part of the student body on campus. To which I said, of course there are, because I'm not here anymore. <laughs> and I was joking. I'm very happy for them, obviously. But that's a, that's a Loyola I wish I was a part of. And I never felt uncomfortable ever. And I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for any other um, queer person on campus, but I always felt very comfortable, but I didn't feel like there were a lot of options romantically. Yeah. Um, so that I'm, and not that the, it's only a romantic thing. Like, was there a second thing too? You said you, you that was the second, oh, the second thing. thing. Like, I'm yeah. glad that, the, but even that goes to show the change, yeah. you know, that happens both in us, but also in the school. And yeah, it's yeah, cr- it's crazy. I also think we've been talking about how Loyola, Loyola itself has changed both in the people and both um, maybe even buildings physically the campus yep. has changed yep. we're talking about how we have changed since college um, but I also want to bring up too like how much the world has changed mm-hmm. since we were in college too like I think Loyola is always not not the people is a different thing because that's our own personal memories of, of people but I always feel like Loyola is a microcosm of the greater world and I think just on your last point, I'm wondering if the world or the church or some part that Loyola subscribes to is more welcoming to LGBTQ individuals. And therefore, in some ways, I think it is. It's okay at Loyola to be out and proud versus yeah. maybe there were people who were part of that community when you were there but weren't well, as forthcoming with it. Or? My experience was that Loyola was a a more liberal school than my high school, which sure. was also Jesuit. And a lot of people from BC High went to Loyola. Yeah. BC High was my high school, uh, Boston College High School. And it may have, I mean, you say you don't recognize Loyola and you've been out four years. God only knows what BC High looks like eight years later. But, you know, now I work in a bank and banks tend to be more conservative. So I'm surrounded by a lot of older white conservative men. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but I'm surrounded by that a lot in a way that, yeah. I, Straight? I'm, yes. Straight. Yes. So I feel comfortable. Like, nobody's, like, being, like, no one's made any comments. No one said anything. Like, I cannot. But, like, politically, I think I know where some people stand where it wasn't the case. At Lo- Not that it wasn't the case. We had. And there are still okay. people at Loyola of who course, feel that of way, Of course. Too. But I just feel like Loyola's, or college the idea of college is kind of pro- not kind of usually progressive yeah right, i would say um, I, I think it depends on the school but i think what your point is is when you're in college i think colleges are meant to be a space where people can have free conversations free thoughts and explore their philosophy of different things and hopefully 
maybe not always the case, but a safe environment right. where they can and figure out what is what is my thought on that. Maybe this right. is my family's thought. This was my community's right. thought from back home. But what do I think about X, Y, and Z? Right. And I do want to reiterate, I feel very comfortable in my job. And yeah. my even especially my boss is phenomenal. Yeah. And I love her. She's awesome. Yeah. So I guess my final question for you, and maybe I can answer it too. Yeah. I want to hear your but my final question to you is, what is when you think about oh I'm gonna go back to Loyola, what do you think about when you make trips back down here? And has your experience this time around where you just were hit with nostalgia, I'll use your word. Yeah. Has that changed your view of Loyola looking like looking forward? Yeah. Not looking back. I don't want I don't not saying did it taint memories, but I'm saying did no, it not at did all. it like if you were to come back say for, you know, the Bull and Oyster event, right. Has that changed your perspective of like or your expectations coming to campus again? Well, Bull and Oyster will never be your entire my college campus experience. or experience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think a little bit because I was always someone that wanted to go visit my elementary school, wanted to go visit my middle school, wanted to go visit high school. Like after, like to the point that I felt washed up. Like I was one of those kids that the I teacher was like, well, I was one lie. of those kids that the teacher was like, what are you doing here? You were a year, you had me a year ago. Yeah. Like, why yeah. are you coming to visit? And I yeah. go with friends. I never just showed up alone. Um, that's not true. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like it's not my place to just show up. Like you have a reason to be here and i'm always i, I felt that welcome. the last two years though right i did feel that right. the last year, even I, though I, I had a connection to the office yeah and i've i've had conversations with some of our other friends who have said yeah i, I don't really want to go back right now i don't i feel like it would be a lot to go back yeah right yeah. now and i get that but i get it more so now that i'm like oh, i kind of feel like a wash up just being here if and not even so much as like no disrespect for to anyone that comes back just to visit but like even you know being here now like i have a reason to be there you're there you're working but like if i were to just go your friends with emily yeah no yeah, yeah. who's not here at well the she is she's, well, not at the moment but yeah, yeah no i know i mean i didn't get to see her um to go back to loyola specifically like i'll always go back i i say i feel like a wash up that doesn't mean i don't want to go back i'll always go back i'm a sucker for nostalgia but yeah i'm here again yes. yeah I, I, I definitely felt that way, and I think it goes back to what you said very early on in this episode, is we had the campus, we had the intern program, mm -hmm. it was our time, and it's no longer our time. Right. And it's, it's a, for, I mean, I've said this before, I linger in the past I do too. A lot. I do too. <laughs> I do too. And it's a, it's a sucky truth, but it's a reality that... I it, we had our time, and our time has passed. And even as a graduate assistant in the same office that I used to work at, 2018 to 2021, mm. it's not, it's, I have to, I find myself trying to not linger in my memories of it, but have the same spirit of what the office was for me and let them, like the interns that I work with, experience that for themselves. And make the that. memories make the memories themselves because I'm not going to force my experience onto them. That's just not how it's going to work, and it's not right. going to be successful. It's not going to be accepted. So right. it's letting them have their time and giving them, empowering them to have the amazing memories. Hopefully that that I had, but also acknowledging that our also, time is up. <laughs> also, while being, being jealous of them, yeah, also being kind of jealous of um, like, oh, well, those were simpler times. <laughs> yeah, when I was that age. But. Yeah, I yeah, it's. 
It's wild. I've heard that the reason we love nostalgia so much and we love the past so much is no matter how chaotic it was, we know what happened. So there's a comfort there. Even if it was the worst years of your life. That's why you can look back on pain sometimes and be like, wow, those were the worst years of my life, but like... I have some nostalgia for it. Yeah. I'm not saying college was the worst four years of my life. I There's no had anxious a great Loyola. Right. I had a great Loyola experience. Like, I, college experience was phenomenal for yeah. me. And I'm very lucky. Yeah. Because I'm not someone that, like, easily makes friends and, like, finds their group. Like, right. sure. in middle school and high school, like, I didn't have, like, the popular group. And we still weren't. But, like, I felt like I found, like, my group that I just completely belonged. And everyone else in the group did, too. And it was just amazing. So, yeah. And you've maintained those friendships. Yeah, no, I have. I Through FaceTime. It's different. Right. It's, it is different. Because not everyone, like you said, or like we said, not everyone is right there right. on campus in walking distance. But when we come back, it's like we never left. You like, pick up right when, when I, we left off. When, when I do see Alyssa, like when I went to her house in June, so much fun. Yeah. Had such a great time. I'm having such a great time. And this, honestly, I will say, this is how I want to end my thoughts on the episode. But actually, this time... This has been so restorative for me and just kind of like eye-opening because I was not having a good, like Friday was not a good day. I think it was Friday. Yeah, you said Friday. Saturday was not a good day. Even though I was having fun, I was like in my head. Today has been pretty restorative and it's not going to fix anything, but it's like definitely helping. So yeah. So yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad. I I like recording in person. Yeah, I do. It it comes few and far between now that we're in (laughs) states away but and and on that note my flight is tomorrow morning yeah (laughs) my flight home (laughs) but i'm glad you're here i hope you come again it's been nice hosting you see i i I do struggle with who i'm staying with because i don't want to offend (laughs) people so i i feel like i have to stay with elizabeth and rachel the next time because they were the last people i stayed or the first like i stayed with Alyssa. then i feel like i have to go back to Alyssa, then go to you i feel like i'm juggling and i mean out of all the people you mentioned I'm the only one without a roommate, so... See, but then he makes me feel guilty about it. And with that, his name is Justin Du. <laughs> and you are... Nick Gervasi. And you can reach us at our email, pointofdewpodcast at gmail.com, and our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and TikTok at pointofdewpodcast, and Twitter at pointofdew. If you enjoy our show, make sure you do follow the podcast <sighs> and give us... What the hell is that? I was clearing my throat. I did that intentionally. (laughs) Make sure to follow the podcast and you can hear more of what Nick just did. And give us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. Or share us with a friend or family member. We really appreciate it and are truly grateful for your support. As always, we hope you have a great two weeks. Thank you for listening. And until next time. H.